I have been to the Atlassian Summit 2018 recently, and I just wanted to share my opinion about what went, what went uh, good and wrong, and um, just my overall experience with it. I first decided to draft like notes what I'm going to tell on this episode, but then I decided, screw that, I'm not going to do that because it's a bit too much kind of too, too structured for for the um, <clears throat> for the type of this uh, episode and this podcast I want um, to share with the world. Um, so I was part of the core team from um, from a company that I worked that I work um, basically eight hours per day. Um, we are a vendor and uh, professional services uh, for the Atlassian world. Um, and so I guess I should start with um, major announcement that have been um, announced um, on the summit. The main one, I guess, from my opinion, was JiraOps. This is the new incident management uh, tool from Atlassian. It's from from my perspective, it's sort of a consolidation of multiple apps and services into one. So in case you have an incident, um, you might have a notification from, I don't know, one service, and then you go into another service to create some kind of a support ticket or something like that. Um, and then you have another tool where you would discuss what happened, what, what you have learned, and what are you going to do in the future to prevent it? So Jira Ops sort of consolidates all of this into one um, web service, I guess. Um, so you can easily create an incident there and get notification, um, and then sort of create like a follow-up, um, things you've learned um, and how to prevent in the future. And I think the main um, sort of um, the base layer for the JiraOps was the um, purchase of Ops Genie. Lysen purchased Ops Genie for $300 million. Um, To be honest, I have not not heard about Ops Genie at all before, before the summit. Uh, but I guess they, they were somehow popular um, in their own kind of area of responsibility. <laughs> and um, I think they purchased Genie Ops, Ops Genie, and then that was kind of like the main, the main base for creating Jira Ops. Um, and I'm sure that as they go along with this product, they're going to implement some more services, um, or should I say consolidated into Jira Ops and allow some more partners to be integrated with this um, software. But for now, I think it's, uh, it's really limited. It's a new product. And what's more important is that it's free for all until... Uh, late 2018. Um, I actually have to clarify that maybe it's it's for free until early 2019. As you can see, I haven't prepared anything. <laughs> um, 
Um, so yeah, that was the one news um, that I've kind of um, think is um, an important one. Another one um, uh, is um, new adjustments or uh, new UI improvements uh, for Jira Cloud, I think. I don't think it comes to Jira Server yet. Um, what I mean by UI adjustments for Jira is that they are going to rearrange sections of a Jira issue. So currently it's a bit scattered around the place. So what they're going to do, they're going to consolidate it into four main parts. Um, honestly, I don't remember what other parts they're called, but like let's say the main area where you have your Jira summary and description, then you have your activity tab, or not a tab, but like activity section underneath with it could be comments, it could be a think attachment, some some maybe third party services that integrate with your Jira. And then the right side, I think you have um like development panel, uh like Bitbucket Bamboo and all of that stuff. And there's another section which which is also I think on the right. Um for conference they're reworking the tables. Uh Think for cloud only for now, but as we know, uh, lots of clouds, uh, cloud-related things are going back into server. It just takes a bit more time. Um, also, the, by the way, the ship it live. The project that won the ship it live this year was the enhanced tables uh, for Confluence, and they look really good. Um, I would really love to see this kind of improvements for both cloud and server. Because currently, table management in Confluence is a bit of a pain and a bit manual process, not interactive at all. Um, and the ability where you can select, let's say, a certain column, and it'll be um, always um, aligned on the left or right, or you can have a certain um, formatting, such as when you need to format for amounts of money, such as dollars or euros, or you need them, you need the formatting, for example, for um, things like specific text. So that could be a very good improvement. I haven't been to a single keynote, to be honest. I've been, um, even though I had the opportunity to go, but I decided that I should keep my um, kind of tradition to not go into keynotes directly, but just watching the live. Um, live um, video right at the booth. I think I've been to one keynote and it, it was, I think, 2016. I didn't really like it and I decided, yeah, I'll, I'll just better watch it live from the booth instead of going there and sitting and, yeah. Um, so, Probably my general experience um, from the summit is that it was um, it was good, and the thing is that we can only compare it to I guess the previous Barcelona summit, um, which was last year. I don't think the European summit is comparable to the U.S. one. I think it's like two or three times smaller in terms of customers and in terms of interactions you have with people. Um, at least that's my kind of general feel for it. Um, compared to the previous Barcelona, 
I think it's a little bit smaller, maybe by 20% in terms of um, people that came to our booth. However, what I liked is that they improved, um, they improved the, for example, the bash party. And for you that don't know about it, the bash party is the kind of supposed to be the big party after the summit. It's, it happens on the last day um, of the two-day summit. Um, I'm not counting, of course, the partner day and the Atlas camp. Um, I think it was very good. Um, it was much better than the previous Barcelona one. The previous Barcelona bash party was just basically in the same venue, um, kind of like in a separate sort of hall. And they had the catering tables and um, uh, music and um, some games. But it still felt like you are still in the same building, you're still in the same show floor, kind of. Um, this time they rented out three restaurants or nightclubs during the night. And they were right at the beachfront at this Olympic kind of area. I remember, I think just, I remember just the names of the two. One was the Opium, another one I think was Pasha or Pacha, something like this. So basically they rented the three ones that are kind of sit together. Um, what I didn't like about the current bash party is that it was mostly kind of like a club thing. So I go into a club. The previous bash parties, what you could do is you could kind of go to a, an area where there is no loud music. There's just a bit of quietness, so to speak, where you can just speak with your colleagues, speak with customers, with your friends, and so on. But here you couldn't really speak on this inside those restaurants at all. It was just like loud music and people dancing um, and eating um, on those kind of um, um, kind of catering tables. What you could do is you could go outside on the beach to speak, to talk, to sit around um, and watch at the water. The thing is that you, every single time you walk in or out, you have to scan your badge um, or like a wrist, badge wrist. And I think in the middle of this badge party, the, they, just, they realize that it's, they create like huge lines for people going in and out. And one of the scanners, I think there were two people um, on the entrance and two people um, on the exit that were that that are supposed to scan all the wrists, and one of them always like didn't work. So only one person was responsible for the scanning. Then they kind of waved, okay, let's go, go inside or go outside. It's fine, because otherwise there'll be huge lines, and that's also a pain. You have to scan your wrist every single time you walk out and then walk in, and also also all those bars that they restaurants that they rented they were not connected to each other. So you have if you want to go to um, to a middle one, for example, from one of the ones from the, uh, from the sides, you have to scan your wrist when you're going outside, scan your wrist when you're going inside, and then go in. Um, so that's a bit of an improvement they could make. Another thing that I, that I didn't like is that the lack of um, 
kind of mini games and some interactive things that they do usually on bash parties. I mean, if they would have never done it, I wouldn't complain. But for the last three summers before that I've been, for the last three bash parties, they usually had some kind of... They, they used to have mini golf in San Jose in 2016. They used to have... Um, in 2017 in San Jose, they used to have uh, a Tetris where you could play collaboratively, which is a cool thing for Atlassian that do collaborative software. Collaboratively play um, kind of... You're going to play on the same screen, but you play against each other, which was pretty cool. Um, and s stuff like this. This time, though, it was a bit like a clubby thing. You just, you have loud music that you can dance. And they had sometimes in different, I think it's once per restaurant, so three times, they kind of have uh, kind of enhanced enhanced club experience so to speak in one of them they had a live saxophone player um she was pretty good it was like a club music and then she played live on the saxophone on top of it it was really nice another time there was uh two drum players which were pretty cool i think like the whole restaurant um was like really clapping and dancing on the music they were producing. That was really cool. I haven't experienced the third one. Not sure what that was. But there was nothing except this. So just basically eating, talking, and dancing. Um, I would love to see something a bit more kind of in Atlassian vibe where you could either go and dance or you can either go to the other side where it's really quiet and you can just kind of chill. And there's, a, there's an area where you can play around with some mini-games, some stupid games, I don't know. I mean, on the summer of 2016 San Jose, I met Mike uh, next to this mini-golf area. Um, I just kind of walked by uh, towards him, and I talked to him, and then made a photo, and then the rest of my company came, and we just all started talking with him. It was really, really cool, and... Um, and this time I haven't seen Mike at the bash, but I have seen Scott. Also, by the way, Scott stayed in the same hotel that we did. Um, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, so that was basically my bash experience. Apart from that, um, Barcelona is cool. I think it's a good place for the European summit. I'm not sure where Latin would want to um, do... Uh, probably the next European summit, if it's going to ever be uh, in Europe again. Um, I would be in for Amsterdam. I think that uh, they have office there, so that would make sense. And Amsterdam is a really cool city, in my opinion. Um, it's not as kind of party-ish uh, kind of place, but um, party place, I mean, in terms of... Um, you have to really be careful with the weather, I think. The weather is not always so nice there as in Barcelona. Um, but yeah, that would be my pick. If that would be the one to choose. So what else uh, can I say? Um, regarding the summit itself, the booths, I they were, they were nice. They were good. Uh, in the same kind of vibe as they had last time. But that was weird for me that... You know, Atlassian cares about um, giving giving out to people or 
sharing with the people like pledge one percent and that they are really supporting the community around and blah 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 and the booths the area of each individual booth had a real like a small step so if you are on the um kind of if you if you don't walk if you can't walk and you're using the um the wheelchair i mean someone can help you to get over this this little step over this little bump but in reality like i don't think it'll be like really possible um because we had another booth next to us and the guy from this booth he was part of the core stuff he injured his leg and it's not like he couldn't walk it's just he used this wheelchair because he couldn't stand for quite some time and he, so basically he was moving around the show floor on the wheelchair and he would never like even basically he would be talking with people outside of this area so it's a bit from a class and kind of public image it's real accessible and they care about people and all people um and on the show floor people with disabilities they can't go onto the booths area that was a bit weird for me um maybe i should tell about mike's real um kind of weird experience with our um with the weather as i said all the but the weather in barcelona is pretty good but in reality um it was rather hot um for the whole like four or five days that we've been there but the last day that i have stayed which was on um wednesday night um so it was the night between wednesday and thursday basically there was a huge rain like a really heavy rain um the thing is on the morning when the alarm went off there was no light in the room there was no lights in the whole hotel and there was no water so i obviously i wanted to shower but i couldn't do that and when we walked downstairs um luckily we were on the second floor so we used the stairs just in case um the electricity like like it was flickering so when if it went out when we were in the elevator it wasn't so good so when we worked when we went downstairs the whole floor was like with water like filled with water and they you could see all those like mops and those machines that clean the water out and they were on the reception they were using the um laptops and um the um the lights um kind of they had in their hands to because the um there was no lights the computers didn't work it was pretty weird and we were like thinking why is it is it really related to a heavy rain because in the morning at like about six six thirty in the morning the streets they were like a little bit wet but not so much and um that was really weird were they really so unprepared or what happened we don't know really but everyone thought that was because of the heavy rain that was a bit funny because barcelona is always sunny and then they have a heavy rain then everything collapsed um so yeah that was my experience from the summit um again it was pretty cool i talked with a lot of people and um i really enjoyed it I can't wait for the next one in April, uh, which would be in Las Vegas, 2019. Um, I think I'll be there. Uh, it's not yet um, set in stone, but happy to see you there.